Hello, this is Anita Westlake, and thank you for choosing The Balanced Life with Diabetes. Recently, when I was looking into different tools in a holistic and natural way in balancing our lives and our health when living with a chronic illness such as diabetes or on several medications, and we're not feeling ourselves are quite well, and we want to take it a step further and deal with some of these issues in a holistic and natural way, I came across something interesting, and it's called Ayurveda. This has been around for about 5,000 years, and it's um, a holistic way of dealing with your health. I had never heard of it before, and it's quite a mouthful, and I will say it again, it's Ayurveda. When looking into this, I found that its meaning is life knowledge, and its objectives are actually to prolong life, promote perfect health, and eradicate any dysfunction or disease in the body. It deals with your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being, and it's quite interesting. Today to share with us is Rochelle Lawson. She has been practicing this for quite some time. She actually has her master's in Ayurveda, and she's a registered nurse, and also has written a book called Intro to Holistic Health, Ayurveda Style. Today, to shed some light on this interesting holistic way of health is Rochelle Lawson. Hi, Rochelle, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. Um, I wanted to start off by um, asking you a few questions about the fact that you're an RN. You're still an RN. You're still registered. And you've been an RN for 25 years. And you've decided in the last eight years to practice holistic natural health. And what made you decide to go that route? Well, actually, I have been practicing um, holistic natural medicine probably for close to 30, 31 years. Um, But what I did eight years ago was I decided um, to take all the information that I had obtained um, from just personal experience as well as obtaining a master's degree in Ayurvedic medicine Um, and put it into use so that I could help more people understand and become aware and to utilize the natural principles of holistic medicine to facilitate facilitate them to optimal health and well-being. So it was eight years ago that I decided to actually open up a, a business with regards to my dedication towards that. Wow. And so you're, are you practicing any nursing whatsoever? Um, yes, I, I still practice. Uh, I still do some time in clinical setting as a registered nurse. Oh, great. Okay. And so you really wanted to embrace this holistic um, medicine, natural medicine, as they say, rather than more of the Western. Well, um, I've always or medical. been that. Yeah, I've always been that type of person that um, believed in natural practices just because of my experience with them. Um, but I do believe that you can actually bridge the gap with natural medicine 
and Western medicine, or I should say holistic medicine and Western medicine to um, facilitate healing. It just depends on what a person is and what they want to do. You know, some people want to just go straight holistic and natural, and others want to, you know, do straight Western medicine, and then there are others that want to, you know, do a little bit of both. So I think you can take it from wherever you're at and, uh, and utilize it, that being natural holistic medicine, in a very, very uh, good way for your, for your mind and your body. Now, when it comes to diabetes... I've heard so many claims, Rochelle, so many uh, claims that, oh, cure your diabetes, um, you know, keep your blood sugars in check, uh, reduce the amounts of insulin that you require as an injections, or make your insulin less um, resistant in the body so that it works at at a better rate, your own insulin. Um, just so many claims you hear about uh, supplements and treatments that can work. I'm very curious. I know absolutely nothing about Ayurveda. I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the only thing that I know, I Googled it. I did Google it. And it said that it is uh, 5,000 years old. It's very old. And that it's from the Hindu faith. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about this? Yeah, let me tell you a little bit more about Ayurveda. So the um, question is, what is Ayurveda? And Ayurveda literally means the knowledge and wisdom of life. That's its literal translation. And it is the traditional healing system of India. And it's often called the mother of all healing. Um, and it originated in India between um, somewhere between 3,500 to 7,000 years ago, but people pretty much know it's about 5,000 years old. Um, Now, Ayurveda uh, views health and disease as a result of how we interact with our environment, and it is believed that harmonious harmonious interactions lead to what we call, you know, optimal health and well-being because you're in harmony with what's going on around you, how you process it, and... uh, and you have less chance for illness and disease. However, when we're in a disharmonized state or in an imbalanced state, then we open up the gateway for illness and disease to come in. And so Ayurveda is really um, really focused on um, helping us to create and recreate our state of health each day based on how we interact with the world, whether it's in our terms of our beliefs or our perceptions or thoughts or feelings, and how we utilize that information with regards to our self-care. And, um, I mean, I can go on and on and on about it, but basically it is believed that it is, you know, mother of all healing and uh, Chinese traditional medicine uh, is believed to have immigrated uh, uh, from Ayurveda as the sages uh, back then, in ancient times, crossed over into China. Uh, they shared the wisdom verbally with the Chinese, and um, you know what herbs were available in China uh, were not the same herbs available in um, India, and so uh, that's how different you know aspects of it came about, as well as you know Greek medicine and Western medicine and things of that nature. And Ayurveda also, because it's a holistic and natural med- medical modality, it treats the mind, body, and spirit, and it u- utilizes herbs and uh, essential oils and natural things in the natural state that we find here on Earth with regards to helping us, so, again, recreate balance and uh, health and well-being. 
Right. So it's a combination of things. So I'm hearing herbs. Is this in food or taking herbs and teas or a combination? Well, it depends on the need of the client and what the Ayurvedic specialist or practitioner um, has determined would be the best manner as, you, as far as utilization of herbs, because it's medicine. Like the food we eat in Ayurveda, we believe the food we eat is medicine. It's what we build the foundations of our cellular structure on. It's what we take in as nutrients. And so with regards to treatment in Ayurveda, it's really dependent upon that client's unique situation at that given moment in time because each client has a unique makeup or body constitution or what we call dosha that's unique to them. So the Ayurvedic practitioner may prescribe some kind of tea, you know, herbs taken in a herbal, uh, in a tea form. They may be taken in a capsule form. They may be prescribed in a different type of oil or um, there's a variety of ways that um, herbal medicines are prescribed to the particular client. So as you say that, there's no diet per se saying, okay, you should have uh, five cups of spinach in the morning with uh, egg white, or this is about uh, supplements and it, through teas or, as you said, capsules of some sort. It, it's more yeah, than that. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not about supplements, though. It's, um, it really is about the utilization of herbs for, you know, whatever the client's particular need is, but they're not like supplements that you can go to buy at GNC or, uh, you know, something like that. It's purely natural herbs um, that the client would, would be taking. And, and with regards to diet, because there are three distinct or three predominant body types or doshas, each of those doshas or body types have a specific type of diet that works best for their genetic or their makeup. So, um, I, so when you, when we talk about diet and nutrition, yes, there are some specifics uh, with regards to a person's constitution. Um, but again, everything is about the best that you can take in to uh, nourish and, and you know build the cells upon your body and. Um, the most optimal level possible so um now i yeah. have to stop you for a minute yeah no i wow so dosha am i saying it correctly dosha yes. so what mm -hmm. does now pardon me but i i'm not quite sure what that means what what do you mean by a person's dosha and there's three different types okay so your constitution is the fundamental engine balance of the three basic energies, which are called doshas in Ayurveda. And they are vata, pitta, and kapha. And the balance in each of these individual doshas is different. Hence, that's why each individual has his or hers own special set of challenges and gifts. And this happens, your dosha is determined at the moment of conception. So the moment the egg decides to unite with the sperm, that's when your dosha or your constitution is created, okay? And that's what makes it so beautiful because each and every one of us has our own unique dosha constitution, although we may all, you know, maybe, you know, pittas and uh, kappas and vatas, um, everyone is comprised of all three. It is the predominant one that you are known by as your constitution or your dosha. So yeah, is, well, I, I'm not really familiar, so I'm just learning. So your dosha mm -hmm. is comprised of three energies, basically. Right. Right. Now, right. is there any harmony with these energies? Is there any overall um, kind of recipe 
that you're trying to um, accomplish? Or how, how do you know how to get these energies in balance if everyone's that unique? Or is there some common ground where they should be for individuals? Well, well with regards to your unique, finding out what your unique energy or dosha is, you would see, you know, an Ayurvedic uh, health practitioner, Ayurvedic physician, or something like that. And there's a series of questions and uh, assessments that take place that determines your unique dosha. It takes about an hour and a half to two hours. So it's, it's, it's a lot of um, finding out about you and your true unique state. Once you have that information, um, the, health, the health professional will give to you the breakdown of what you were surprised of. For instance, like me, I'm a pitta dosha, but I'm also comprised of the two other energies, which are vata and kapha. So I'm primarily a predominantly pitta, which is um, my predominant one, the dosha I'm known by. But I secondarily would have vata and tertiary, I would have kapha. So it's a unique combination of the three that makes the uniqueness to you. How your clinician treats that is, again, based on an assessment of what is presenting at that moment in time and based on what's going on in the person's body and mind, the clinician can determine where their imbalance is within their dosha and then go about trying to go about recreating balance in the imbalanced state within their dosha. Okay, so it really is unique to any one individual. You're just trying to create some balance within these energies for that individual. Yes, yes. yes. how would you relate this now to a diabetic? So with diabetes, um, especially because, you know, we have the two diabetes, uh, insulin-dependent or diabetes type 1 and then diabetes type 2, non-insulin-dependent, um, it is viewed in Ayurveda that these, that these two types of diabetes are actually disturbances of two different doshas. So with regards to diabetes um, type 1, insulin-dependent, they didn't believe that the imbalance is caused within the vata dosha. And with non-insulin-dependent diabetes, it is believed that the imbalance occurs within the kappa dosha. So, um, Now, I have to interrupt to... you for a minute. Sorry, mm -hmm. I hate to do mm -hmm. that. But um, so there is, it gets a little more complicated than that, unfortunately, where is type 1 it, and mm -hmm. even type 2 now, but for right now, we'll keep it simple and say type 1 is an autoimmune disorder right? And that always requires insulin from day one. That's it. You have no choice. You're on insulin. Thank you very much. Type two, you can have for a variety of different reasons. And that okay. is ever changing where there is some studies that are saying, well, type two could be autoimmune linked. But of course, we equate a lot of that to, you know, obesity and, and all kinds of different things. They could have been, I know diabetics that are type 2 diabetes that are on insulin. They've had a car accident. There was damage done to their pancreas. That is classified mm -hmm. as type 2. Or for whatever reason, insulin is not working properly. But you see, they may be on insulin. So I'm wondering right. if that makes this a little trickier. They might not be type 1 type 2 diabetic, but on insulin. Will that make a difference? Well, uh, the fact of the matter with regards to type 1 and type 2 is one, you know, it's what is called juvenile, the pancreas, 
you know, actually doesn't produce the insulin that the body needs to, you know, metabolize and, and do the blood sugar exchange. Right, and it's with an type two, Even right. though there could be a trauma that happens, it's still, the person still is quote unquote not genetically predisposed. So there's something else that occurred in their life that precipitated this factor for instance, like you mentioned, a person that's been in a car accident and had damage to their pancreas and now their pancreas doesn't produce the insulin um, sufficient enough for the body to utilize. That's a trauma, and that's something that happened, but that person, quote-unquote, was not genetically predisposed to it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So what you're saying is, and this is very so much uh, real, where type 1, that you are born with type 1, is an autoimmune. It's when does it come out? Because Mm -hmm. different, you know, it can be a different age when this finally does surface. And type 2, you're saying, is something that comes about, not because you're born with it, but environmentally, perhaps, uh, right, or, acts, or tra- trauma right. of mm-hmm. some sort. So it's not something that was necessarily come about um, genetically from day one. Right, right. Although, does insulin have a factor? So if you're type one or type two, does insulin have any effect on the type of treatment? Is there a common ground there, or is it just whether you're type not, one or type two? Yeah, there, there's no common ground, and that's what makes um, you know Eastern medicine different from Western medicine because Western medicine treats everybody the same until they until it's discovered that they need to treat them a little different. Okay, and then okay. they still might treat, you know, everyone. They may treat that person, put them on a different regimen, but they may a hundred other people may go on that different regimen that doesn't the first regimen doesn't follow. So um, it's not cookie cutter. Within what Eastern medicine, it really is dependent upon the person's situation, their unique challenges at that moment in time, and what precipitated things. So um, there is no cookie cutter per se uh, treatment because. You know, there may be five people that have, you know, insulin-dependent diabetes, but they may have it manifest in different areas of their body. You know, some might be having more problems with they're having challenges in their cardiac system. Others might be having problems where they're having challenges in their joints or whatever. So it, it really is a unique treatment based on the unique individual's challenges at that time that moment in time okay now that that makes perfect sense to me in the way that uh, you're treating what may have the the diabetes the effects of it that it might have on one's body so you're Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a claim where um this is some sort of miracle cure rather than getting the body in balance Right, yeah, it's not a claim that it's a miracle. It's a it's a miracle cure because it's it's not. Although it is aimed at getting at the root cause of disease, because when you eliminate the root cause of disease and illness, you eliminate the need to treat the signs and symptoms. Whereas in Western medicine, we're treating the signs and symptoms, and we don't really get to the root cause of why that person might have blood pressure issues or, you know, urinary tract issues or diabetes for that for that matter. Um, so that that's what makes it. You know, that's where the difference lies within the, the, the treatment modalities. Um, but again, both of them, Western and Ayurveda, can work together in harmony. I always tell my clients that, you know, if you have medical conditions, I'm not a physician, so you really need to uh, discuss everything with your physician that we talk about and make sure it's in line with what your physician 
would like for you to do or, or make sure it's okay that it follows in line with what your physician has within regards to their plan of care for them. Wonderful. So it's really, you really advise an individual to speak with their doctor. So maybe some of these um, herbs and treatments that you're giving might not um, collide with insulin or other medications they may require along the way. Right, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much the herbs that I use to treat diabetes are, are pretty safe and, and, you know, go along with the treatment of insulin and non-insulin-dependent diabetes. But I would say I wouldn't even talk to my physician about any herbs or uh, anything like that because the, fish, the, the best person to talk to about any type of situation where it's regards to medicine or medication, such as pharmaceuticals or herbs as well, or essential oils, would be the pharmacist. They are actually the doctor of medicine and they actually advise the physicians at times uh, when something has been prescribed incorrectly or incorrect dose or you know what might be a better drug to uh, accomplish the specific goal that the physician is trying to achieve with the patient. So I would always talk to the pharmacist uh, you know about any questions you might have with regards to the utilization but I would definitely bring that to my doctor so that you keep your doctor in the loop um, about what you're doing. And really sharing yeah that that's uh that's very advisable. You don't want to leave anyone out. And the pharmacist, that's a great tip. Mm-hmm. I really like that, that you've mentioned, you know, involve your pharmacist in the process also if you decide to go in a natural way and, and be taking herbs and, um, you know, teas or, or whatever it is that you recommend or someone in your field recommends. So Right, yeah. Here I am. I'm, gonna, I'm coming to you and... Um, you define my energies or, or uncover my energies. And I'm sorry, this is so new to me. I don't know all the terminology, but you know, okay. we, we go through that process and now we're going to start something through herbs or, or whatever it is that you may recommend. So is it always oils? Could it be, is it always herbs, oils, and you know, see how they do and they progress to other levels? There's never and always. Okay, I've asked it. Yeah, Yeah. there's never and always because, you know, it really is dependent on what, first of all, you know, what makes it beautiful is that you have so much more time to spend with a client versus the 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes you get with your clinical physician. So um, it really is determining what the priority is for the client that has been revealed with regards to their assessment and what imbalances they may have and things of that nature. I also use a piece of um, very high-tech, modern biotechnology to do additional scans of um, meridian planes and energy planes within the body, as well as specific minute substances that an individual might be taking in that might be throwing them off balance as well. So with regards to that and that information, it allows the client to determine, you know, okay, I have imbalances in these areas, but I want to, I really want to work on this one first. And then we set up um, a game plan for tackling and recreating or restoring balance in that area for, you know, which is a client's priority at that time. So um, it could so, be joint pain or something. If you find mm-hmm. an imbalance and overall you see this picture, um, they might say, well, that's great, but can we please start with my joint pain? Yes. Because really that's mm-hmm. what's um, giving me the most problem at the moment. And you can kind of hone in and focus on that. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, very interesting. I'd like to go back to these scanners. Now, I, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch. What do these scanners do? What do they call them? What do they do? So, the scanner that I do is not part of Ayurveda, but it's an additional piece of technology that's available um, to, you know, healthcare professionals that allows you to do, um, I want to say, a deeper dive into the balanced state of the individual. So, for instance, I, you know, do my Ayurvedic health assessment on, you know, I'll say you. I'll do my Ayurvedic health assessment on you. And then you you might want to say, well, I want to get a little bit more specific with regards, can you tell me specific body systems that might be experiencing stress right now within my body that's drawing me off in, in creating this imbalance? So then I incorporate this additional piece of technology that allows me to do a complete body scan of you and give you that information as to what, um, what, what uh, body system might be experiencing imbalance, what organ might be experiencing, you know, that might be stressed that is experiencing imbalance, what substances that you might be taking in or that might be creating imbalance, or what substances you're not taking in that you should be taking in that will help to eliminate an imbalance. It is um, just a really, really um, very specific piece of information and technology that allows the client, basically, to have more information uh, about their state of well-being and allows them to make much more uh, more appropriate choices with regards to how they prioritize their care. Because it might be something that, you know, they're taking as something they don't even know. I'm just going to say magnesium or something, that they're, they're taking it in and it's it might be the one thing that's creating an imbalance in their body or they're taking in too much of it, so then it's affecting, say, the pancreas, for instance, and then pancreas is stressed, so then it's not operating optimally and, and it's causing you know disturbances in other areas. And so just by having that information gives the client so much more power with regards to how they choose to go with, with um, their plan of care. Which and is I, great. And that's but, I mean, this is great. So what as, as an RN and these and seeing and have the availability, you have these scans. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of this from my own doctor. Why aren't we using this at doctor's offices? If you're not well, you know, you come in and I say, for an example, I come in and I say, oh, my gosh, I'm so fatigued. I mean, I always want to sleep. I'm, you know, lethargic. I don't know what's going on. The first thing they want to do is take blood. So, you know, and then from there, you're chasing this and running that. And, and a lot of times mm-hmm. there isn't a defined answer. But these right. scans seem to be another layer that could be, um, you know, uncovered on what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we using these at doctor's offices when we go in? Why aren't they available to the public? I know that... Um uh, you know, a lot of a lot of integrative uh, medicine doctors are utilizing them, and you know, uh, chiropractors. But it's more like the integrative or, or alternative practitioners or clinicians are utilizing them. But with regards to mainstream medicine, I have no idea. You and know. yet, you're um, an RN, so you're an RN, and you mm-hmm. really find that this is. Um, really a good tool to see what's going on with the body. Oh my gosh, yes. Specifically because of how I believe in how we should treat our body. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think maybe, you know, one hiccup would be for Western medicine. I mean, it doesn't take a long time, but because they're not focused on that kind of stuff, they really are focused on treating signs and symptoms of, you know, illness and disease that manifest and that. Their focus is just a little bit different than, um, you know, integrative or alternative practitioners. So um, I think it's just, you know... I understand what you're saying. In, in essence, yeah. you go in and they take your blood pressure and it's high. Well, here's some medication. Rather than mm-hmm. why are you having high blood pressure, it's like, well, mm-hmm. make it better. Now it's under control. Move on. Rather mm-hmm. than why am why is my blood pressure going high? That's mm-hmm. really, you know, behind it all. But they're treating, as you said, the symptom. Now that the symptom is gone, you're good to go. Yeah. It's under control, let's say. So now it's under control. Mm-hmm. Your blood pressure isn't high. You're on medication. But what you're saying is, in this, your theory is it's going further than that. It's saying, well, wait a minute. We've got under control. But why do you have high blood pressure? Right. So if I was to right. go to you and say, oh, my gosh, Rochelle, you know, I have um, my blood pressure goes high and I'm on this medication. Um, can you still source what's going on, even though now my symptoms are under control? Mm-hmm, because if you stop taking the medication, your symptoms come back. So, it's, again, it's not um, that we look at the symptoms, per se, as a first thing. There are ancillary or additional pieces of information that we look at. We actually, you know, look at the, the cause of what caused you to have high blood pressure? Is it that you need to lose weight? Is it that you need to lose weight and exercise? Is it that you're eating the wrong type of foods? Is it the way you're processing stress? Do you have anger management issues? You know, um, you know, just all kinds of things, you know, that one could be having that could be causing them to have high blood pressure issues um, and not necessarily you know, have the, the signs and symptoms that don't necessarily need to be present because even though you take care of the signs and symptoms, the underlying cause is still there. Right. So, so in other that, words, you, yeah. you would never suggest, okay, go off the pills and let's see what happens on why. Oh, no, no, no. That. You know, no, I, I'm not, again, I'm not a physician, so I can't, you know, I can't advise anyone to go off any medication, that would be a discussion that they would have to need to, that they would have to have with their doctor. Now, when a person chooses to do on their own, that's their business, but I personally would never tell someone to stop taking any medication prescribed by their physician. So is this, so now um, a person taking insulin or metformin or any kind of diabetic uh, related treatment, right? Um, mm-hmm. They wouldn't have to stop this in order to come to someone uh, practicing this, they would actually keep it up and while it's being discovered what's going on with their bodies or even areas that they're having issues, period. Maybe, you know, there's side effects due to diabetes and maybe they're not. Right. And exactly, yeah. Taking That's, some pressure that, again, off, right? Mm-hmm. Again, you know, they may come to me and... and you know, be an insulin-dependent diabetic, and we already know that information. We already know that the pancreas either does not manufacture insulin or uh, it manufactures too little for them to be, you know, to have a healthy well-being. That's great. We already know that. But they may want to, you know, they may say, you know, um, I really, really would like to 
get on a, a better eating program that's more encompassing and more holistic or more, you know, natural that's going to work with, you know, how I'm managing my diabetes. Or I really would like to, you know, learn some techniques with regards to how I can manage my stress because when I manage my stress, I tend to notice that I use less insulin because my body doesn't need to, you know, utilize so much blood sugar to, to help me get through the day. Or, you know, to be, I want to learn how to do yoga and meditation and different breathing practices that's going to help me to feel good and restore my energy and vitality. I want to learn how to stop doing this. I want to, you know, so there's a variety of things that people can do that with any illness or disease that you can do that doesn't necessarily have to focus directly on that illness and disease, but can help support and build balance around that so that even though you might have diabetes, you still feel so much better. You feel more energetic. You you have less fatigue. You're sleeping better. Good the support system. system is in tune. Right, yeah, so, right. um, and, and then and then overall, you may be using less insulin. Your body may be requiring less insulin because of all the good things that are happening within your body system and your mind, so to speak, that's allowing you to, you know, have and feel better. So it's all about, you know, really feeling better and, and, and being better and um, not so, always about treating, you know, the... Um, disease. So, so you're not just treating the symptoms, in other words. You're you're keeping your body healthy overall, which we should all be doing. In a case of a diabetic, you really want to be doing that or any um, autoimmune disorder or any problems that you have. You want to keep your health on target as much as possible. All of us should. But it was interesting you. that you encompassed um, yoga and meditation. Is this all part of the Ayurveda um you know, uh, system program, or is this just other things that you're adding into it? No. So yoga is um, considered, okay, so Ayurveda, yoga is a sister science of Ayurveda. Ayurveda is considered the healing side of yoga, and yoga is considered the physical side of Ayurveda. And within the context of uh, practicing Ayurveda, you know, there's different meditations that people or, you know, individuals learn that helps to restore balance within their dosha and their mind um, and, and harmony and balance within their body. Um, there's specific type of yoga asana or postures that work better for, say, a vata dosha person versus a kapha dosha person or a kapha dosha person versus a, a pitta dosha person. Um, it's just, just the two interact so harmoniously together that they lead to health and, um, and well-being and ward off, you know, disease and imbalance and all of that good stuff. So it is highly, highly recommended that um, anybody that is practicing Ayurveda or when they go to the Ayurvedic clinician, they're going to get so much more than just uh, what they thought they came in for. They're so going to get a whole round of stuff that's that going to help them be healthy and well. That's just uh, opened up my mind to a lot of questions here. One being yoga is very popular. You know, you go to you go to your gym or you go to um, a studio and you sign up for yoga. They're very popular classes overall. A lot of talk about yoga, but really, it's just the um, activity end of the treatment you're talking about, Ayurveda. And I find that quite interesting. So when you say there's different poses given your um, energy, one of your your energies here in your dosha, um, mm -hmm. really, this is tailoring everything far more to your body, including your activity 
in yoga. So instead of just going off to a yoga class and saying, wow, okay, woof, I feel better. I've done some yoga. This takes it up maybe a notch where you're doing poses with much more purpose to your body in particular. Oh my gosh, you got it. Yes. So for instance, I'm going to give an example. I'm a pitta. And so the quality that I have, or think when you think of pitta, think of heat, think of fire, you know, flaming fire volcano um, in water. Okay. That, that's, that's what a pitta is. So you know how everyone was doing Bikram yoga, that hot yoga that was really, really popular and still is pretty popular. Oh, it's very popular. That is, <laughs> That is not good for anybody that is a pitta dosha because we're already full of fire. We don't need to go into a situation that creates us to be more full of fire because we actually become overheated. So something like Bikram yoga is not good for pitta dosha. However, for a kapha dosha or a vata dosha, it's wonderful for them. So a pitta dosha would probably need something like fasana yoga or um, you know, one of the other yoga modalities that they have out there that doesn't require you to be in a hot box or a hot room. So just to just to kind of, in, and I am so, you know, new to this, uh, this type of treatment and hearing about it, it's very interesting. So instead of just, let's say, blindly, okay, I'm going to yoga. Here we go. I'm going to yoga and um, they say taking vitamin E and... Um, Maybe evening primrose is really great for people with diabetes. So I'm going to take some of that. And then I'm going to do, you know, some other natural supplement or some other type of exercise because I have heard or they say, this seems to be more, let's find out what's good for you as an individual. What does success equal for you? What can we put in place that gives you success for you? Not just, oh, I went to a yoga class or, oh, I took uh, some extra vitamin E because they say, studies show, you're actually honing in on measurements and movements that support any one individual. Yes, exactly, exactly. So instead of wasting, you know, because honestly, you can go to all kinds of yoga classes, you can be buying all kinds of things that, and I'm, you know, I'm really saying this with quotes around it, they say are good for you but in what measurement and you know what is balanced to any one individual so really this is geared to uh, a person person's well-being just for them yeah it really is it, I, I like to say what i do or what people call me is the wellness architect because what i do is i design you know customize um plans of care for the individual client that's unique to them and their priorities and their challenges. And it's going to work to restore, recreate, um, and bring about harmonious balance within them and their dosha, their constitution, so that they can have optimal health and well-being. So I, I like that. It's, you know, exclusive. It's 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 luxurious. There's like there's so much more to Ayurveda than what we just you know discussed about herbs, essential oils. There's different body therapies. There's um, different healing therapies. There's uh, different types of detoxification pro, you know processes. So there's a lot that encompasses it. But why shouldn't our our experience with our own health and well-being 
be as yummy and exclusive and premier and as luxury as possible? Why should it not be? Because your health is your greatest asset. It's the greatest oh, asset you have. And if you don't have is. health and well-being, you cannot be as successful as you possibly can be. I had a guy tell me, he was a client of mine, and he was a billionaire, but he was very, very sick, as we call it in the industry. He was a train wreck. He just had multiple system failures and illnesses going on. He was it was terminal. And he told me, he said, you know what? I would give away all my money if I could be as healthy as well as you. Wow. He said, because I realized that my health, without health and well-being, I'll have all this money. What good is it? I can't enjoy my life because I can't enjoy the daily activities of living because I'm always so sick. And you know, when he said that to me, I was like, wow, he, you know, it just fell in line. Your health and well-being is the greatest asset you have. So why not treat yourself to this luxurious experience of having personalized care? And it doesn't have to be expensive. You just have to find a right individual such as myself that you can work with that can help you with that. Which is wonderful. Very, it's, you know, it sounds fascinating. It sounds great. But I, I'm just wanting to get um, an, a little more of a feel. For instance, when you say oils, how would these mm-hmm. oils work in a treatment? It depends. Is it this really about massage or... Well, it could be, because um, within the, some of the body therapies, there's a, a massage that we do in Ayurveda called Abhyanga, and it's a two-person massage, so it's four hands on you simultaneously working on your body at once, um, and depending, again, on the client's social, which is determined, um, you know, before they the massage actually begins, or somewhat determined before the massage actually begins, then a specific oil will be utilized uh, for that person's abhyanga, you know, so, um, or it could be someone having joint pain. They have some type of, say, rheumatoid arthritis or, you know, osteoarthritis and they're having joint pain. Well, the clinician may recommend an oil that has um, pain relieving and inflammation relieving properties within it. Or for me, for instance, my clients, I actually make them specific um, oils that fit whatever their their need is. If they have pain in their joints that's red hot or their joints are inflamed, I make a specific oil utilizing nothing but, you know, uh, uh, organic oil in the specific type of herbs that I want to use for that client. And then that client rubs that on them and they get pain relief naturally uh, without wow. the use of pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And they don't, can they so, interfere with medications like insulin or any mm-hmm. other kind of diabetic um, medication that they could be on? Nope, nothing. They don't, so they're they risk, don't interfere with. They're risk free, in other words. Mhm, mhm. So really, it's about, as you said, body treatments that could encompass um, uh, massage. Any other body treatments that that could arise? Oh, there. Yeah, there's a ton. There's um, massage. There's there's a. Um, there's a, it's called Shiradara, which is a beautiful treatment where uh, warm oil is poured on the third eye. The person lays in a supine or on their back position, and warm oil is poured on the third eye. And um, it is said to believe that Shiradara, every 20 minutes that you have a Shiradara, actually adds 20 minutes to your life. The funny thing is, I, I've done this so many times, and I 
you know, people are curious as to where the oil is going. Um, but within one to two minutes, they fall out sleep into a really deep, deep sleep. And when this process of the body treatment is over, they wake up and they don't even realize that they were in such a deep sleep, but they feel absolutely amazing. And a hundred percent of the time when I finish and I ask them on how do you feel, they say amazing because wow. it's just, it's, it's just an amazing beautiful, beautiful thing that's very calming to all aspects of our body processes and and very nurturing and, and, and nutrifying to our body. So that's that's another one. Then there's the spadina, which is more like being in a hot box, but um, the hot box might be emitting steam that is filled with specific herbs for that individual. It might be part of a detoxification process that they're doing. They just might want to just do it just um, as a cleansing process or uh, another part of a recommended body therapy that the uh, Ayurvedic practitioner has prescribed for them. So um, there's, there's there sounds fasting, like a, there's, a vast amount, a vast yeah, amount there's of body just an amount. Uh, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. I like the idea of this detoxification through a hot box, you called it, because a lot of them, um, when you, they can detox doing diets and so on. But for a diabetic, that can be very difficult. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily recommend something like that. There'll be an alternative to really understand that this person has diabetes and, you know, eating and balancing their blood sugars with their medication is of the utmost importance. Right. Well, within regards to Ayurveda, um, I know there's a lot of talk out there about all the different fat detoxification processes out there, but Ayurveda is, is again, different because it really is unique to the individual. And within the detoxification process, the main one, the big one is called Panchakarma, and that's a really, really deep, deep uh, detoxification process. But then there's also a palliation therapy and a rejuvenation therapy. Um, and depending on what the clients need in um, their situation, how fragile they are, is what may be recommended. Not everyone can do a detoxification. They may need to be rejuvenated first okay. to build up some healthy, yes, and build up some healthy cellular tissue. And then once they get to more healthier, non-fragile state, then they may it may be recommended that they do, you know, a, a, one of the detoxification um, therapies. So it just again, it's really dependent upon. Um, the individual client and that's what scares me about you know people seeing these detoxifications that these celebrities and you know people in the media do that are not always healthy for me and I'm a healthy I'm healthy as an ox let alone someone in a fragile condition you know such as a diabetic or somebody with cardiac problems or things of that nature and they see that in the media and they think oh I'm going to try that and they have a crisis that happens and so that's what's so scary so that's what makes again Ayurveda so beautiful because it really is focused on the need of the client at that moment in time and everyone is not going to get the same thing well the scary you're right the scary thing is and we hear it all the time uh, detox oh you have a, a health concern diabetes try this try that without any measurement i mean when is it too much when is it too little then people get ill or they're not successful they don't feel any change it's discouraging and it gives the holistic uh natural Medic, uh, let's say, medical approach, the a bad rep because you think, oh, right. I tried that, I've done that. Oh my goodness, you know, I didn't feel anything. Now, 
what would a person who's obviously this is a more hands-on you have to be present I would imagine you have to be present in order to service your client so if I was you know in my location I'm looking for a practitioner in Ayurveda what what are some things that I should look out for some some certifications or for me I don't need to be physically present with my client I have clients all around the world, and wow. I, as long as yeah, as long as a person can do Skype or they can text me pictures that I might need to further um, enhance the assessment, there's there's no problem. There's just one piece of the assessment that I can't do from a distance, and that would be a pulse analysis. But everything else, and is that the I scanning? Can do. Is that the um, scanning? No, it's, that you it's, spoke it's of? called. No, it's it's actually called it's actually called a pulse analysis where I need to feel the you know the radio pulse. Oh, they're pulse. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, you know, I can send the uh, hand cradle for the scan anywhere around the world, which is which is what I've done. So I don't need to physically be in front of my client, or nor do they need to be physically in front of me. So that's that's number one. But with regards to um, Ayurveda, you want to look for a person that's gone to an accredited uh, school, preferably just for me. I prefer that the person have some background in medicine, Western, Western or traditional medicine, um, because that just gives them a little bit more credibility about the understanding of the knowledge and the chemical components that go into, you know, uh, just utilizing all the processes of Ayurveda. So that's just me personally, but some people, you I know. I have to agree, um, though. I do have to agree. It gives you a little <laughs> bit more. Um, well, you're not just, you're seeing both sides, right? Right. You're, you're familiar think, with mm-hmm. both sides. And so a person isn't thinking, well, wait a minute here. Hold on a second. You know, uh, I'm taking ABCD uh, by my doctor, and now I'm going to this different, you know, approach for my overall health. What do they really know? about, you know, medications and, and right. how one thing affects the other, where this gives you a, a person with a medical background is going to have more respect and, as you said, cre- credibility in that area. Yeah, you know, and that's just my preference, but, you know, other people... I have to it, agree. It, you know, you know, so, okay, we're definitely on the same page. So I would look for that. I would look for, you know, go talk. You can always, you know, call someone on the phone and, and, and talk to them. Like, I offer free 30 minute, um, you know, uh, wellness visits with me, and we talk about, you know, what may, you may be experiencing. And, and then, you know, I could talk to the person, and they can get a feel of how I work or, you know, how I sound. If I sound like I know what I'm talking about, or I give them information that, that's specific to them, um, then you can decide if you want to proceed forward with working in that, with that individual. Um, you know, not everybody does that, but that's something that I offer um, if anyone's interested. Well, and, you know, just finding out more about how, how things might work for them. Right, but what about the oils or massages or body treatments? How would that work? If, if you're not for, present, if we're doing, and I mean, that sounds great. I like the idea of mm-hmm. Skype because you're not having to run to an office. You're, you have your choice then of individuals you might want to work with. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like body treatments or things like that, how would that work? So um, if a person is not near me, there's a couple options that probably depending on the situation, because not everyone gets, you know, recommended to do a body treatment, although they're wonderful, um, that could, that process could be eliminated. They could always come to me 
they like and, and I have these what we call VIP days where they just are pampered um, and, and receive all this luxurious goodness. They can always come to me or they can always have me come to them and I can do it. So, but again, you know, it's up to the individual's choice and what they want to do. They don't necessarily have to do a body treatment to still experience the benefits of Ayurveda and, and how it works and will facilitate with working with their well-being. But um, the body treatments are really a nice way to enhance things. And also, there may be an Ayurveda clinician in the area that I could prefer them to that does these specific body treatments. So it just, again, depends on what the individual clients need and, and you know, what or how deep or intense they want to focus on. Um, restoring balance. Now, if okay, so someone starts this process, is there any kind of measurement of time where they start feeling better? And is this sustainable when they do start yeah. feeling better? Yeah, I say that a person really should allow 90 days with completely doing the work that the, the practitioner has prescribed for them. Um, because um, that's when you're going to start to see the changes. Even when you start to go to the gym after not working out at the gym for a long time, it takes six weeks before you even begin to notice the little minute changes that might be happening within your body, your muscles, right. your weight, whatever, yeah. right? Absolutely. And so, um, and, I, and I tell people that, you know, whatever is presenting in front of them, whatever illness or disease or whatever case may be, it didn't happen yesterday. It wasn't like it was yesterday you were great and today you have this. It was a period of time that your body was trying to let you know things were going on and this is what happened over a period of time that just, you know, um, not really paying attention or, you know, not being aware or focused or even understanding the body processes. So I say you can't expect your treatment and your cure to happen overnight. That's just not reality. But 90 so, days is, a, is, is something that if someone said, okay, you know, it didn't work in 30, so don't be shocked. But mm -hmm. after 90 days, if they're not feeling better and they, th this is something they should be telling you, and maybe mm -hmm. things can be re-looked at and switched up, or really should they be feeling better around that time? Is they that really a reasonable so question? Oh, yeah. So here's the, here's the beauty of it. When you go to your regular doctor, you go, they give you a prescription for, I don't know you say, high blood pressure. You may not go back for six months or a year, right? Not unless you have an allergic reaction or something to that medication. Otherwise, you may not go back, and then you go back in six months, and hmm, you still have high blood pressure. Let's throw another prescription on there for you. Then you oh, go back okay. in another six months, okay? With regards to working with me, there's constant communication on a weekly basis. So if there is something that's not working or kind of throwing you off or not making you feel better, making you feel worse. In our weekly conversations, we're going to identify that and we're going to be able to make the change right away versus having you go through this period for three months and then get to the end and be like, well, you know, I really feel like crap because <laughs> the stuff that I was taking upset my stomach or whatever the case may be, right? Um, so, that's, so it's that's constant attention, really. Oh, my gosh, yeah, constant attention so that we don't just let things go. And then at the end of the three months, I'm like, oh, here, well, let's add another herb to that, right, like you do in traditional medicine. Um, and then you don't talk to me again for another three months. That that, that wouldn't be um, appropriate or proper management of um, someone's health and well-being. 
But really along the way, and this is the part that's key, I would think, especially for someone with diabetes um, is or any major health concern, is that whatever is going on with the herbs and the oils, nothing is going to be recommended that would interfere with your present management of your condition when it comes to medications. And what you're saying is really involve your uh, family doctor, your endocrinologist, your uh, pharmacist, which, you know, really great idea to do along with yourself so that everyone is on the same page and is aware of what's going on. Yes, and that way, um, it's, it's like instead of, instead of having one person, which is your, you know, regular practitioner, um, as your healthcare provider, you actually open up yourself to a team. So you have a health and wellness team um, that is striving to help you to have optimal or achieve optimal health and well-being on all facets and working together versus the long ranger doctor that you might see once every six months or when a problem arises. So, again, it's just another way of helping you to be very assertive with your care and making sure you understand all the processes that go on because you have a team of people that you can bounce things off of that are going to give you appropriate information and guidance to help you uh, to be successful. I like that. I like team and I like the fact that Ayurveda sounds like a useful tool in the management of your health. Mm -hmm. Meaning that there is no secrets hiding, you know, let your doctor know, let your pharmacist know, your endocrinologist, which is your diabetic, you know, specialist, um, let everybody know, because obviously there's nothing to hide, there's, um, we're sharing, and you're saying, let your doctor know, you know, work with your doctor along with your Ayurveda practitioner. And let the pharmacist know what herbs you're taking if you're taking some other medications. And in getting the the body in balance and optimal health, you're getting to the root of some of the issues that could be related to diabetes or just, you know, keeping yourself healthy, but really getting to the root of it and let's get it solved rather than mask it and only treat symptoms. Yes. I love and, that. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, I'm really lo- loving what I'm hearing. I I like the idea of trying something holistic and natural that's not claiming to be a miracle. And I'm going to cure you tomorrow. It's like weight loss, you know, when they say to people, okay, start the diet and guaranteed you're going to lose X amount of pounds. Well, how do you know? First of all, you don't know if the person's doing it properly. And of course, exactly. you know, there's all these variables. But how long did it take them to put on the weight? Really? And they, you know, if it took you five years to put it on, it's not going to take you a month to take it off. And so, <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> you know, and there's all these miracle claims. And really, it, you know, you're, you have to be skeptical now. You have to be skeptical and say, what am I doing to my body? Okay, this is what I want. And I'm in a rush. We're always in a rush. We want it tomorrow. But realistically, what can I do to feel good, make myself healthy, and not get discouraged along the way. And let everyone know, not cloak and dagger with your doctor or your pharmacist. I like the idea of sharing as a team. I think that's so important. And it also shows some integrity in the treatment. 
that, hey, this is a great treatment, nothing to hide. Let your doctor know. Talk to your pharmacist. Let your endocrinologist know. And let's get healthy. Exactly. I, I love think, it. You yeah. know, that sounds wonderful. And again, you're saying if it's not yourself, and I know how wonderful you are, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, look for somebody with some credentials. You know, do some yeah. homework and investigation. And even if it's yourself and someone isn't living within your region, you can always recommend another practitioner in Ayurveda that can do some body treatments. And maybe a person works with you one-on-one, -on -one, but the treatment may be done elsewhere. That gives a person some good options. They may prefer to be working with you and speaking with you and sharing with you and have that trust. But, you know, if they would like to be pampered a little bit with a body treatment, it really might be more practical for them to go to someone more local and have a treatment done. And you can always recommend someone in their region. Right. Exactly. And so that gives a person a whole lot of other choices and opens up um, a whole other, you know, world to them in their health. And then they can, you know, look more into um, their energies. And, I, you know, I have to say this is a whole new uh, way of thinking in a whole new world. I have never heard anything like this, um, but so fascinating. I mean, really, it is fascinating, and it does make sense. Keeping the body in balance and getting to the root of your issue, diabetes, or um, you know, keeping blood sugars and better management. What's going on with your body, and let's get it in balance. And what works for you, even down to your activity, making it more. Um, precise for you and what are you going to get the best um, out of the yoga I like that because you know you can just go do yoga and it's all wonderful but again it's mm -hmm. very generic rather than saying more of these poses are going to help you right I love it. You you were like so new and now you're like, you got it. I love it. Well, love the, it. I, I like it because I, I am um, a person that does embrace activity. Okay. And so I know that there's so much you get bombarded. Okay. Let's do yoga. Let's do hot yoga. Let's do Pilates. Let's do running, you know, no, no, no. Let's swim. Let's do aquatics. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And I love to do it all, but what is going to give me the most effect for my health? Not just the way I physically look, that's one part of it, but how do I feel and what's really going to hone in and target for my health and what's successful for me and my balance? And I really yes. think that's wonderful that this is another tool that one can use in achieving that. Yes. Very much so. Well, I have to thank you for sharing. We could talk so much more about this, and it's there's so much to learn in uh, in this area. Ayurveda. I hope I'm saying it correctly, but it's yes. just fascinating. And so, anyone that wants to Google it, look yourself up, Rachel Lawson. Um, you know, and and find out more about this. It just sounds so fascinating. And again, it sounds like a great tool in keeping your body in balance and your body, meaning yes. an individual's. And, yes. And can I just say, if um, I have some free gifts, so if they, if anybody out there listening wants to uh, obtain some free gifts, and they can go to uh, freegiftsfromrochelle.com, and um, there's four very nice free gifts they can pick up, and uh, just give them a little bit more information and an opportunity to, to speak with me, 
um, for free and, um, you know, uh, um, my 21 tips to instantly reduce uh, stress uh, ebook as well as um, some other goodies there. So if anyone's oh, um, interested. So that's yeah, Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-E. Yes. And it's so free gifts from Ro- Rochelle, <laughs> free gifts from Rochelle.com. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So free gifts from Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-E dot com. And it's all together. Is it all lowercase? Yes. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. How generous of you. I'll be sending you an email. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> oh, Rochelle, thank you so much for joining me today. And we'll be talking again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. It was very fun. And uh, and uh, I would love to come back. Oh, please. I would love to find out more about this. And again, um, so it's freegiftsfromrochelle.com. Ayurveda, a holistic healthcare system that could be a useful tool when wanting to optimize your health and balance your body. It claims that it has no side effects on any medication or interferes with any managements you may have with any health conditions that you're currently dealing with. If you have any questions or want to share any stories, please email me at anita at anitacoach.ca and follow me on Twitter at Anita Westlake.